Welcome back to the Underrepresented Perspective. It's been a crazy week. 2020 is not holding any punches. Jason, Marcus, where are you guys at? How are you guys doing? Yeah, doing well. Thanks so much. Great to be here. Um, it has been a, a long week, and I'm excited to discuss. we got some good things on deck for today. We do. I'm excited for it, too, man. It's uh, It has been crazy. Yeah. But, you know, we're here. We're alive. We're breathing. Let's do it, man. Let's uh, let's have a good episode, y'all. I mean, air's a little polluted, but yeah. we're breathing. <laughs> so, some of us are breathing better than others, but, you know. Annie, what's on deck for today? All right. Well, I think the most interesting thing that happened this week or the thing that caught my eye the most was Dak Prescott talking about his struggle with depression and him being openly criticized and almost attacked for that. Well, what, what, what kind of reactions did you guys have? I know you both saw that. So when I was in med school, um, this was around when you take uh, the first national standardized examination. And so when you take this exam... Uh, they give you about uh, somewhere between six to ten weeks to prepare for the exam based on the medical school. And so for me, um, I just I didn't start off studying right or studying well. I, I didn't start off being effective in my study. And so I found myself four weeks into this allocated eight-week period with the same score that I had at the beginning. And so what this led to is a panic. This led to a panic where I was running out of time but not able to effectively study anymore because I couldn't sleep. I was anxious, would start like tearing up for no reason, was very concerned about what if, what happens if this doesn't go well, what happens if I have to step aside from my class and maybe graduate a year after my classmates. So I go to, I'm working with a tutor one day, right? And this is maybe like three weeks from exam time. And I'm working with this tutor, and um, she's like, wow, you seem really anxious. And I'm like, well, that's because I am. Mm -hmm. And I'm supposed to go meet with the psychiatrist to discuss the fact that I haven't been sleeping, the fact that all signs would say that this is a mix of acute or clinical depression and anxiety. So I'm, r I'm running across campus to the psychiatry building, trying to get approved. I have like... 24 hours to get approved for extended time to come back to me with this tutor. And so I, I know how it feels to feel like you're completely out of control. And so I, I'm just very happy that Dak Prescott, I know this is a long answer, but very happy that Dak Prescott got, was able to bring to light to illuminate this really important issue that there's a stigma in medicine. There's a stigma in our community, right, Marcus, in the black community. Mm -hmm. And so, um, we just need to we need to share our stories. Yeah, that's so important. It's just to to come out and be vocal about it, right? You're the starting quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys. If you use your platform and say I'm human, people are going to understand that. People are going to take that. And being a former athlete, former football player, right. that's a tough thing to do. It's it's so tough, especially in the locker room where you grow up as a football player, and the the mantra is you're tough no matter what. You don't show any weakness. You don't cry. Unless you lose a game, mm -hmm. you don't, you know, you're the ultimate competitor. You're the ultimate warrior. You're kind of like a barbarian in a way. And might and people might think that's funny, but it's it's 100% true. Like, you are, you are raised and taught throughout every coach that you have, every workout you have to be tough, mm -hmm. to not show weakness, and to never fold, right? And so I think people look at it, especially myself, when I played, I looked at it like, you know, if I was, you know, say a day I was upset, maybe I had something going on in life, whoever, you know, whatever happens and, and people have tons of things that happen. But it's that fact of as soon as you walk in the locker room, 
and they tell you this. The coaches tell you this. You can have problems outside of whatever it is, right? You could you could struggle with anything, but the second you walk into that locker room, you better be ready to play football. Mm. And so for Dak Prescott to openly come out and do that, that was huge. I, I have so much respect for Dak and the fact that he was willing to do it. That's a tough thing to do, not just for mm-hmm. your peers, not just for you know the the whole community was black community or or people who faced oppression for himself i mean that's a big thing that i don't know you know obviously i can't speak on what he's experiencing but i feel like the fact that he did that that might have been a little bit of weight lifted off his shoulders Mm -hmm. and so i know we're going to dive into it in a little bit but most of the reactions right are our support you know whether it's the players there's been players tweeting about it um there's been players from the nfl nba yep mlb all over every ton of people have have reached out and said hey man like that that's a really good thing you did. That's an awesome thing that you did. Yes. Um, so much respect for you. I know we're going to dive into this, but then there's some who just don't get it, and that's what's frustrating. It's frustrating. Let me say, I hate the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> and, you know, we're, we're taught don't hate. Nah. I'm yeah. a Washington football fan. <laughs> Want to know. Don't need a nickname. <laughs> we're changing our racist ways, and I hate the Dallas Cowboys. But I love what Dak Prescott did. Mm. I love what he said. I love what he stands for. Because, Marcus, how, how far has football come, really? Has it come? You know, I, I'm thinking that we're, we're past that barbaric only, only cry if you lose. But are we? No, absolutely not. And that's the thing is that people will tell you that. They'll say, you know, we want to put a big emphasis on, on depression, right? Player, the way players feel is huge and and not to cut you off Jason but a quick story is like come on now when it comes to football man there's one thing that you could be the fastest you could be the strongest whatever it is if you don't have this one thing you will not be a good football player and that's confidence right Mm. and so imagine every day for four years and this is you know I dealt with it that was the thing I experienced that but I had that that I'm a warrior mentality I'm a Spartan mentality I'm like I'm a flat out uh, excuse my language, I'm a flat-out badass mentality. Yeah, and like, yeah. There's going to be nothing that's going to crack that, and there's nothing that's going to break my or shake my mentality or anything, right? And so you have coaches screaming at you, Mar- you know, Marcus, you know, you're being soft. Marcus, quit being weak. Marcus, quit being this. Marcus, quit being that for five years of your life. Think about that. Mm-hmm. You, you almost have to put up a wall because that's the only way you're going to survive a practice, right? Mm-hmm. And so those are the type of things where you, you start to lose your confidence, not just, you know, say you have a bad play, say you have a bad game, a bad week, a bad season. What does that do to a player? It it shoots their confidence down because you're so invested and you put every every ounce of your soul, every ounce of everything you have into football. Mm-hmm. And just to be just to be told you're not doing it right, you're not doing well, you're playing bad, whatever it is. That takes a toll on you, man. And yeah. more times than not, the players won't say it, but I'll be here to tell you like almost every single player to some extent, and I'm not saying this just just because we're recording this, every player to some extent has experienced depression when it came to football because mm. you invest so much of your of your soul of your, your being yeah of your being into mm-hmm. football just as you know to and you have to have that mentality and like I said that's what which brings me back down back to confidence is so important and you see someone like Dak Prescott who he's a you know he's the starting quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys big I mean, deal right America's team and if he doesn't play well it's all over. It's all over Twitter. Yeah. All, all social media, TV, writing, everything. So eventually it's going to get to somebody. And it's probably a lot deeper than that. I know his brother passed away, which is super sad, last, uh, I think it was last year. 
But yeah. these are the type and of I things where... And I think it, was, where, it, had, it, there, it was surrounding depression. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. And there's yeah. so much that goes into it, but it's the fact of, of you have people that say, well, basically get over it because you're a quarterback who makes a million dollars. And so if players don't have confidence, it's going to eat at them, man. And, mm. and you could kind of tell that everything that was going on in Dak's life was he, he put it on full display. And he really said that when he came out saying how, you know, he faces depression and things like that. And that's why so many people have respect for him because – we already know as football players and former football players what it's like to not have that confidence. And so he's openly going out and saying that, and that's so important. I think it's going to really push the stigma, and it's going to help because you see now more and more and more players coming out saying, listen, man, I face this too. I know exactly what you're feeling. I was too nervous to say it. Yeah. But if you're willing to say it, then maybe I'm willing to say it, and then maybe we can push this whole thing forward. Right, and understand that depression because you are – a black male in America and you're, and you're going through something or, or one of your family members went through th- something, depression because of COVID-19, because you're isolated, mm-hmm. depression because of whatever you name it is depression. Mm-hmm. So let's just make sure that we are clear there. There are signs or symptoms from the medical standpoint that are used to diagnose this. And it's certainly, it's equivalent to breaking your leg. There's treatment. There's a need for understanding and a need to for you to know that uh, we all, all three of us here, want you to get help if you need it. Um, and you know, there's plenty of information online, so make sure that you you get the help that you need and deserve. Absolutely, I I think Jason used a really great word. He said stigmatized, right? Everything is stigmatized, whether it's in sports, whether it's in medicine. It's not something that's you know unique to just one thing. And I think that's why it kind of spread like wildfire on social media is because it's such a human experience. And I mean, just being in medical school, it's not something that's foreign to us at all. It's all around, it's around us all the time. And um, we're constantly like looking for signs of burnout in ourselves and our friends. We do suicide prevention sit-ins where the the faculty speaks to us about that. And it is Suicide Awareness Month. So I do want to say, if you are seeking help, please, please get it. Um, Reach out to your support systems. Reach out to the people who you know are going to be there for you. And, and get yourself uh, whatever resources you need to make it through the day. Um, it's, it's something that's a lot bigger than all of us. And I think him coming public, like Marcus said, is major for destigmatizing this. I think one generation that's really making waves in talking about mental health in general is Generation Z. Like I think millennials, we're still a little on the fence about it. Uh, boomers, like absolutely not. But Gen Z is so open about what kind of mental health help they are getting, what resources they use, and sharing, you know, what they learn in therapy with um, the people around them. And if there's one thing I can say about the thing that gives me hope about Gen Z, it's that. It's how open they are about their struggles and how um, just absolutely open they are about those invisible struggles that the people around us can't always see. So, For sure, I love that. And before we jump to the next topic, I just want to leave you with this, this quote that I heard. Think about this as we have the NFL back, obviously, but when it comes to being a black athlete, the idea that they want our athleticism, mm-hmm. they want our inter- entertainment, but they don't necessarily want our humanity or respect our humanity. Yeah. So I just want to leave, leave you guys with that quote. Andy, what's up next? So earlier this week, Jason, I sent you this tweet that Lupita Nyong'o had shared um, in remembrance of Chadwick Boseman. And it actually wasn't a tweet by her. It was a phrase that 
um, Chadwick's wife, Simone, used, um, and it really resonated with me. So let me hear your thoughts on this. And Marcus, I want to hear what you have to say, too. Simone would say, take your time, but don't waste your time. When you hear that, what does that mean to you? Take your time, but don't waste your time. God, that's, um, that's so powerful. I think that what that means to me, I, I can best explain this with a visual, mm-hmm. brother. On a Friday night after work, um, cool outside, breeze, but that, that, that what I would consider when I was in Atlanta, it was that um, kind of late fall or right now on the East Coast in D.C. It's like, you know, mid-September, mm-hmm. late September, leaves are starting to change colors. Um, it's breeze, but you can still be outside with a t-shirt and it's an appreciation for, for living and appreciation for health and appreciation for not being injured and still being able to run where I might say, you know, I'm going to run for 70 minutes right now because I have the time and I want to, I want to take time to not only to run and enjoy this, but then to sit on my, on my balcony afterwards and just soak up the week. What what did I learn this week? What did I, what do I appreciate more now? Mm. Because I have a greater perspective than I did a week ago. Mm. So I think that that's what I think when I say, you know, take your time but don't waste your time. Mm. It's appreciate your time, value your time, and value those that you spend time with. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I'm gonna say what that means to me is I'm a I'm gonna kind of go down the same the same path. Will Smith has always said this, and that's come kind of, it's something that stuck with me for a long time. So Will Smith, I watch a lot of motivational videos, and Will Smith had one about um, how him and his brother built basically a like a structure, like they built it out of bricks, right? And his dad was like, "All right, man, so we're gonna rip all this down, and then what we're gonna do is we're gonna take these bricks and we're gonna set them up, right? It's long, tedious work that nobody likes to do." but you lay a brick down perfectly every day, right? And then from there, eventually, you're going to have a house, right? And so okay. something that it, it just, to me, it really means like you're laying a brick down every day. So take your time in whatever you do, right? Enjoy it, right? Because you have to love the process as much you, as you love the prize, right? Oh, say that again, brother. Say that again. <laughs> you have to love the process as much as you love the prize, right? So that is so important and that's what it means to me is that every single day say it's a brick you lay one brick down every single day right here's another brick down boom right you enjoy that you do it as perfectly as you can that one day you lay that brick as you all the measurements the way you set it down you do the exact same thing every day that's taking your time and making sure you're doing a good job or you're enjoying what you're doing or you're taking the time to step back and say i laid that brick down as perfectly as i could today right but don't waste your time. Don't just don't just throw the bricks, right? Don't just slap them on there. All of them oh, are looking nice. a little off and, and things like that. And I think that's where you're wasting your time because why would you do something not to the best of your ability? And I think that's something that a lot of people don't really take in perspective. But if you do something that you enjoy, a good example, Jason, you enjoy running. Right. right. So why are you going to say you want to go for a mile run? I know that's that's cake for you, but <laughs> say you go for a mile <laughs> cake, run. Cake. say you go for a mile run why are you gonna go or say why are you gonna run half a mile as hard as you could you know you're like i want to pr on my mile time and then that second half of the mile you're like actually i don't really want to right Right. and then you get it and then you get a poor time that's to me it basically just means take every single day 
as I always tweet in the morning. I know you guys <laughs> give me a hard time. Another day, another opportunity. <laughs> That's why I say it. So as much as everyone wants to give me a hard time, because that is the first tweet I wake up to and tweet out every every day is another day, another opportunity. Let me just say, that's what they say in Portland, but in D.C. we say another day, another dollar. So See, I just want to <laughs> let you know that I would I, there's, say. <laughs> there's one real one here, and it's I, a brother from D.C. <laughs> oh, come on now. We're not going down that path, are we? But no, in, in all seriousness, to wrap it, my, my thoughts up, it just means just to it, take your time in every day, try it. Do your best in everything that you do because eventually it's going to pay off no matter what. Don't waste your time and waste days, waste opportunities, and waste moments because, again, as much as we don't really think about it, we only live this life once, right? I mean, I'm not even trying to go down the whole motivational thing, but it's true. We really do. And so if you wake up every day, do your best, work hard, the good things are going to happen, right? And yep. good things are going to come to you. Annie, what about you? What does that mean to you? Yeah, this quote made me take, take a minute. Um, the first half take your time is not something I did for the majority of my life so far. Don't waste your time is something I lived by. And a lot of that was, you know, being an immigrant in this, in this country. Um, for those of you who don't know me, I'm, I'm an immigrant. I'm from Albania. And I came to this country when I was three with my parents. The magnitude of a move that big was, was incredibly lost on me when I was three. Um, but as I got older and gained some perspective and figured out you know how the game of life actually works it was not lost on me and it became really clear to me what my parents had sacrificed to get me this far Mm. so don't waste your time is never lost on me um whether I was in high school and like I remember I wanted to take Spanish and French together and the the teachers were like whoa you can't take two languages and I was like okay well I already speak two so like what's another two you Mm -hmm. know like just throw them on there yeah toss them in and then when we got to college I decided along the way I wanted to pick up a second degree and so I did two degrees and during my gap years I worked two jobs and I worked like you know 60 to 80 hours a week which was insane and I don't recommend it Um, however it did make me enough money to pay for the first year of med school so I will say that for what it's worth but every day it was like how can I make the most of the opportunities around me like how can I make the most of the life that I was given and how can I turn this gift that my parents have given me into something meaningful. How can I turn their sacrifice into something really big for not only me, but also the people around me? How can everyone benefit from that? I don't want to be a physician. I want to be a resource for my community. I want to be an ally. I want to be a teacher. I want to be a support system. I don't want to be just a physician. I don't want to clock in, clock out, do my chart notes and call it a day, right? But it's only been recently that I've learned the take your time portion. It's only been recently that I learned you need to enjoy where you are and you can't live with the mentality of I'll be happy when blank. I'll be happy when blank because when you get to whatever that is, there's always going to be something else that you're chasing Mm -hmm. and you have to be happy. You have to find your happiness along the way. So that you can look back and you can say, I made the most of every single day that I had. Perfectly said. You know, Marcus, I'll say, my grandfather, rest in peace, my father's father couldn't read or write. So my father is a conduit from a great man but who was illiterate mm. to a son who's a physician. Yeah. Who was the president of his medical school. So just know, I mean, your stars can change, especially when you have parents like mine, like yours, like Indies. I mean, that just decide that I'm going to give my children more than i ever could have hoped for myself mm-hmm. absolutely this respect any i i also have to say it's respect to you that was a great story that got me feeling good 
I needed to hear that. That's a good thing to uh to give people a little bit of love on. Come a, on, man, absolutely. <laughs> on an early day in the week, you love to hear it. Um, but absolutely, just just honoring the sacrifices that other gave that others gave for you is super important. I mean, my mom, obviously, single mom, uh, raised two boys. She now went from being you know struggled, we were homeless, to now she's a doctor. I mean, you can't really. You know, you can't really like paint a, a perfect or more perfect picture, excuse me. And you look at her now, I mean, shoot, now she she's just chilling, right? She gets to do whatever she wants. <laughs> she gets to do whatever she wants. I'm trying to live like her, but just seeing she's what she it. did. She's earned it. Oh yeah, she's definitely Moving earned it. Moving on up. <laughs> so basically seeing what she did, uh, it, it was phenomenal. And obviously, sounds like all three of us have, have had those kind of experiences and, and just have the same mentality and the same mindset of you want to honor the sacrifices that other others made for you and that's why don't waste your time every day is another opportunity y'all and i mean that, that, that there's no other there's no <laughs> other way to say this. it if he <laughs> says that one more time i'm gonna take over right now we don't make a jar put him make him put a dollar in every time he says it oh man come on that's a good saying though right you guys enjoy it take your time but don't waste your time Thank you guys for listening to the Underrepresented Perspective podcast. We'll see you next week.